Hey, let's get away to a beautiful location for a destination retreat that will transform your relationship. This opportunity is unlike anything you've done before. Two days with Brad will give your relationship the boost it needs. Then enjoy the beautiful scenery. Go to HealingBrokenTrust.com for more information. Do it soon because time is limited. You're not a failure. Your spouse isn't a failure. Your approach is failing you. The strategy you're using is failing. And so you may have been to therapists, you may have gone to counseling, you may have done different things on your own to try to heal, but it's really the strategy or the approach that you're taking that's what's failing you. Welcome to today's show. I'm Morgan Robinson here with Brad, my husband. Hey guys. And we are excited to bring this week's show to you. First, we want to say thank you so much for making us the number one podcast for a fair recovery. It is our pleasure to be here and to bring this information to you. Today, we're talking about are you stuck? If you're stuck in the process of healing from infidelity, there's a simple concept that we're going to talk about today. And really, we're going to break it down into like seven points. And um, there's different things that people do ways that they approach the healing process that really does not serve them well. And we want to point these out so that you can kind of avoid them so that you don't uh, fall into kind of the pitfalls and the what do you know, potholes along the, the way or whatever. So Brad, do you want to start us off? Thank you, Morgan. I just want to say, you know, sometimes when couples get stuck in this affair recovery process, they often feel like, man, we're not any good together. We suck, you know, gosh, you suck, you know. <laughs> Counseling isn't working or whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, whatever you're trying to do. Really, this is just a simple concept, and we're going to kind of show it in seven areas that is probably the most common or very common areas that people fall behind in this. To be honest with you, it's really you're not a failure. Mm-hmm. Your spouse isn't a failure. Your approach is failing you. The strategy you're using is failing. And so you may have been to therapists You may have gone to counseling. You may have done different things on your own to try to heal. But it's really the strategy or the approach that you're taking. That's what's failing you. It's not that you are a failure or that your spouse is a failure. Uh, You may disagree with me on that, you know, that your spouse isn't a failure. But I don't think they are. I just think the strategy or the approach that they're trying to take is failing you guys. And if you're getting stuck in this process and you're not really finding healing, you're not really moving forward, it's probably the approach or strategy that you're taking. It's not really you. I'm certain that you're very successful in a lot of areas of your life, but it's just the approach that you're taking in this, in this crisis. Right now the building is on fire and or the smoke alarms are going off. The wrong strategy is to say, you know what, I got some time. I'll just kind of wait and uh, I bet it's a false alarm. Or I don't need to uh, start walking out of the building and you know get into safety. That's kind of a wrong strategy. It's a wrong approach. And so you're not a failure. Just you've been using the wrong strategy and wrong approach. And these are areas where people tend to have the wrong strategy in. Okay. You know, I heard this from a client, and it's really funny. They gave me this name, and so I'm using their words. And if they're listening, they're going to know who they are. But it's um, kind of smiling as I say it. Trickle down info. Trickle truth is what he called it. 
And so if you have trickle truth, this is where you're kind of basically not really coming forward with the, the truth, the uh, honesty that the injured partner needs to be able to heal. You know, that's a strategy that's going to fail you because people, if they need the truth, they need the truth. They don't give it up. Like they don't just say, okay, I guess I'm not going to get it. They continue to feel like they're being lied to. They continue to be hypervigilant. They continue to really struggle. And so they need that truth just to get, just get it over with. Just bring it all out. Yep. You know, just dump it out there. And, and then you can kind of get on with more of the healing journey and really the main parts of the healing journey. Cause that the truth part is a big component, but it's not probably even the main component. We're going to be honest with you. It's, it's a, it's a part of it, but it's, it's almost like playing the game of Monopoly. It's, it's part of the game that allows you to pass go and you get $200 every time you pass go, but that's not how you win Monopoly. It's not who passes go more. There's other strategies that help you win Monopoly. And part of the affair recovery process is you do need the truth, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, if your spouse needs the truth, if they feel like, you know, that they're not getting the full story from you, they're going to need that to be able to let it go and, and to heal because they need to see you as trustworthy. But there's so much more to the healing process than just that stage. So that's kind of one area where people take the wrong approach. Absolutely. So if you think that just withholding parts of the information is actually going to help your relationship, you know, we've talked about this before. It's not. It's not going to do what you think it will. It's not going to help. Yeah. It's always been a crash and burn scenario. Always. Always. Absolutely. Okay. So let's go on to the second point. I hear this often when I talk to people um, over the phone. They assume that their partner needs to go fix themselves or they need to go learn why they did it before you know, they can join them in counseling. So they're saying, hey, you go fix yourself. You go visit the marriage counselor by yourself or you go to individual therapy and maybe I'll join you later because you need to figure out why you did it. You need to figure out, you know, what's wrong with you or whatever their thought process is before I'll, I'll come with you. And that's really just a false strategy. It's not a strategy that helps. It's not a strategy that actually really gets you answers. And, and one thing I, I tell people, and this is very true let's say your spouse and yes there are situations where they do need individual therapy i'm not saying that but i'm saying like if they go to therapy if they go see the marriage counselor by themselves to understand why they did it and they they figure out why they did it it doesn't fix the communication problems in the relationship and it doesn't help them come back to you and explain to you why they did it because number one you're still traumatized you know and morgan part of it is is Many times people will have an affair because they felt rejected first or unwanted first. And this is barring cases of sex addiction where somebody felt, you know, unwanted first or undesired by their spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they got they got caught in a negative cycle. The answer they came up with may be like, I wasn't happy with you. You hurt me. Most of the time, you're really going to be benefited by working with uh, an expert to help you work through the affair recovery process. And so there might be limited circumstances where it's a good idea to go figure it out on your own and go get individual treatment. But really, both of you need to be getting help in your marriage. Right. So so, so really, before you self-diagnose, because I think that's the biggest thing, you self-diagnose and you think, well, this is my answer. This is what our problem really is. You need to let the professional do that first. Let them know what you think is going on so that they can get a really good full picture of both sides so that they can say, yeah, that's, that's the case or no, mm-hmm. let's do this. Um, so make sure you don't self-diagnose and assume that 
somebody needs to go by themselves first because um, that's really going to shoot you in the foot. Okay, you ready for the third one? The third one we have here is, is really minimizing your partner's feelings, thinking that they should be able just to stuff what they've experienced and be able to just, so both of you can go on your merry way and be happy with each other. You've got to stuff this pain and trauma that I caused you so that I can be happy again. That's pretty selfish. Yeah, and I don't think that people consciously, always consciously do that, but they'll do it in certain ways, and I'm sure you'll kind of explain. Yeah, people feel like, hey, stuff this, bottle this, you know, I hurt you in this way. I'm stuffing my pain so we can be together. That's the strategy that's destined to fail. Because what's not happening there, you're not taking on your spouse's emotional needs. Your spouse is not seeing you as a safe person who cares about them and their pain. They're just seeing like, hurry the heck up. Let's get this process over with. Let's enjoy life. I'm tired of trying to answer your questions. I'm tired of you getting triggered. I'm tired of you asking about the affair partner. Let's just go on. An approach that really fails is minimizing your partner's feelings. Downplaying them. Downplaying it. And you really have to take on their emotional needs. You got to work to be a safe person for each other. And that goes both ways, but you really got to work to be safe for each other emotionally. So Morgan, that leads us to the next one. Yeah. And sometimes people will say, oh, I got it. I know I hurt you. I got it. I know I hurt you. Um, But that's really still that minimizing and downplaying. So, so anyways, let's go on to number four. Time will heal all wounds. The strategy that really just doesn't work. Time will not heal the wounds. It might minimize some of the trauma for a time, but it's not going to make the trauma go away. And we find a lot of people, they're just not able to be vulnerable with each other anymore. They're not able to let each other in because there's this lack of trust that's Mm -hmm. always going to be there if you Mm -hmm. don't deal with it. Do you have anything? Yeah, I would just, what I would add to that is time doesn't heal squat. What really helps people heal is really being able to heal in each other's arms. And so just thinking like, we're going to drop this, we're going to bury it, and we're going to go on. Usually what happens when people take the time heals all wounds approach is numbness sets in and emotional distance sets in. And people really get to a point of feeling, you know, I might be better off just kind of on my own. It's, you know, you, they hurt me in this really dreadful way. It's not the the one who had the affair who thinks about leaving. It's the one who got betrayed because it's like, this is it. This is like the makeup. This is like the honeymoon. This is how things are going to be. You know, I'm over here traumatized and you don't care. Right. And so time doesn't heal all wounds. Usually the people who have that strategy are people who are not getting help. Who are not seeing, you know, getting expert help. They're the ones who will adopt that strategy of, hey, time heals all wounds. We don't need counseling. Let's just do it on our own. You know, we'll be okay. It's going to be hard in six months, but, you know, we'll make it. And that's kind of the same group of people that will minimize. Yeah. Yeah, they'll do that as well. Ready for the next one? Yeah. The next one here is thinking that just getting answers to your questions alone will solve all the relationship problems. Because really what's underneath the questions that people ask persistently is really, I'm afraid. Can I trust you? Can I get my needs met with you? Am I safe with you? So every time you hear your spouse ask a question, and every time that you ask a question... It's really because what you're saying is, is I'm still afraid. I'm, I want to know that I can trust you. I want to know that my heart is safe with you. And, you know, sometimes our head says, this is scary, but our heart still loves our spouse. And so we want them with us. We want them close by. Sometimes we think that we have to always get it logically. Sometimes if we approach it in a black or white way, like, inf- obviously infidelity is always wrong. 
you know, in my book. Like, I don't think there's ever really a circumstance where infidelity is right. If there is, I'm, I would, I would be shocked that there's actually a circumstance where it's okay to cheat or have an affair. I don't, I don't think there is. But when people have an affair and go through that, it's not a black and white thought process for them. It's actually very gray. And so to try to think that you can understand it through logic alone or understanding alone, you can't, you know, but it does obviously getting the the story and details helps, but that alone will not help you heal. That'll just say, at least you're trying and you're trustworthy and I can understand you and you're more predictable. But people sometimes get stuck in this loop of, I need these questions answered and that alone doesn't always heal. Right. There is a point though, let me, cause I need to be careful. There's a point where that's really needed in the healing journey, but there becomes a point where that's not really going to ever help somebody heal. Right. So answering why is not going to be the end all be all. It's not going to be the thing. It's important, but it's not going to be the thing that the only thing that causes you to somehow love your spouse again, walk in, you know, trust your spouse again, fully open up to your spouse again. I mean, it's not going to be the only thing that, that leads to complete healing. Let's move on to number six, Uh, not sharing your vulnerable side. So your emotions, your vulnerability, what's really deep inside, what's really going on for you, not sharing that is a terrible strategy. You'll just land flat on your face every time. But that is so scary for so many people because that vulnerable side is like, I mean, first of all, you've hurt me with this affair. And Second of all, you know, before the affair happened, there was this terrible negative cycle and we were always at each other's throat and I could never really count on you. I could never really get close, you know, for whatever reason. And so now you're asking me to be vulnerable. I couldn't be vulnerable before. So this is where therapy is really, really important because you have that safe place. You have that, that safe person so that you're not going to be torn to shreds because they're not going to let it happen. And you can learn to get to that vulnerable place so that you don't let this happen again. Um, because that's really answering why, understanding all the, the detailed questions. I mean, that's very important. But it's not going to be the thing that allows that vulnerability to just magically appear. It's the professional who knows how to help you get there. That's where you're going to start really healing and being able to to then get close to your spouse again and have those bonding events that we've talked about in previous episodes. So, Brad, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I would. All I would add to that, Morgan, is really that approach of encountering the vulnerable side, sharing your vulnerable side, sharing your your deep primary emotion, sharing the sadness and the hurt and the fear, and letting your spouse see that part of you. You know, in these conversations, when they encounter that, they encounter somebody who's safe. Mm-hmm. They encounter somebody that, you know, maybe they don't believe always or trust as far as they can throw them, but they're a tad more believable. They're a tad more, you know, safe, safe. And so that vulnerability is really the key to healing. And most people, I would say, and I say most, I really think probably almost everybody really struggles to do that because of these negative cycles that people get caught into. Like these negative cycles are just really a, uh, they're intense. Well, they're intense, but it's it's the pattern we had before the affair. And if it's not addressed, we're going to be healing with the pattern that we had before we had the affair. So Ready for think, the next one? Yeah. This is a big one, Morgan. It's thinking that you can do it on your own. 
nobody in their right mind who gets diagnosed with cancer is going to think, hey, I can do this on my own. They're going to think, hey, you know, this is a crisis. My life is falling apart. I'm just going to go do this on my own. I'm just going to take supplements. I'm going to take supplements, eat fruit. <laughs> you know, I'm going to like just go vegan and that's going to cure my cancer. You know, not too many people have that kind of, that's the wrong strategy. That's the wrong approach. Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, well, the wrong approach is really just thinking you can do it on your own. And part of that is not being in intensive therapy. If you are working through, you know, the healing process and you're only doing like an hour a week of counseling, that's not really an effective approach. Uh, I really discourage it. Sometimes I I have that happen uh, for financial reasons, but... uh, Where people want to do once a week. Yeah, do once a week. For an hour. Yeah, once a week for an hour. And then it's like, you know, they don't come in every week and then they get escalated and it's like... I, you know, yeah. sorry guys, you know, it's kind of, you're dealing with some major stuff here. And you have to follow the process. Yeah. But a big part of this is just thinking the financial costs outweigh any benefit of getting help for your marriage. You know, it's like, man, this is going to be way more expensive than any benefit that we're going to get out of it. Really, you need to think about when is the right time to get marriage counseling? If it's not now, then when? Is it when the kids are older? And... You know, you've been healing with the same pattern that you have now when they leave the house and there's numbness and the one who, you know, got betrayed is like, screw this, I'm done. You know, when when is the right time? If it's not now, then when? If this isn't a time to get marriage counseling and to go see an expert and to get help, I don't know what is. Right. If you broke your arm and you see a bone protruding out of your arm through the flesh, that's a good time to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a time to go kind of do it on your own and patch things up. Exactly. That's one of the biggest mistakes people make. As many couples as I see who've worked, th- who've experienced infidelity, there are so many others that never go talk to anybody, never go get help. Or if they do, it's kind of one and done. It's just one session. You know, they're not getting the help. They're not looking at resources. Obviously, you guys are the exception to that. You're listening to this podcast and you're learning, and you're growing, and many of you guys have inquired about working with us for retreats. That's an option that we have for you guys. Uh, We would love to work with you personally, but you can't hold on to that kind of false belief. Yeah, exactly. So if you'd like to learn more about how you can work with us, you can go to healingbrokentrust.com. That's healingbrokentrust.com. We have resources there for you, and you can set up your uh, retreat. You're also welcome to call our office, and the phone number is there on uh, the website as well. You're also able to do a coaching call as well. That's right. So if you would like to learn more about it, you can talk to our office or you can schedule a coaching call and learn more about how you can take advantage of the retreat. So, all right, guys, have a great week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, have you booked your retreat yet? Make sure to go to healingbrokentrust.com for more information and call 918-281-6060 to book your retreat today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Healing Broken Trust podcast. As always, this information is for education and entertainment purposes only.